Welcome to the Love Deep Lab podcast, helping you integrate sex, sexiness, sacredness, and science in your life and your bedroom. And now, your host, Dr. Stormy. Hi, and welcome to the Love Deep Lab podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Stormy. Today's episode is all about my journey and me getting to share with you my journey from going from a passionless, mostly passionless marriage and my own disconnection to my own passion and sexuality and my own power to a sex coach, a sex educator and guide and using my sexual energy and power as like the driving force in my life. And I'm so excited to share with you today a little bit about my journey and how I got here and why I'm so excited to be your host and to guide you through these practices week to week. So let's just begin. If you are driving or running or anywhere uh, besides just listening quietly, then don't join us. But otherwise, I invite you to just take a moment and close your eyes or soften your gaze and turn your attention inward, even while you're listening to my voice or watching my screen, the screen with me on it, but turning your attention inward. So often in life, our attention is drawn outward. And just in this moment, turning your attention inward with your breath, drawing the breath in through your nose, down into your belly and exhaling out the nose or mouth. I'm going to exhale out my mouth to let go of the tension of the day, drawing a breath in through your nose, all the way down into your belly and exhaling through the nose or mouth all the way to empty. And I just invite you to uh, go ahead and open your eyes softly and just take note of five things that you see in your current space where you currently are in this moment and list them in your mind. And now making note of four things that you feel. Might be where you're sitting or something you're holding. Maybe the sun on your skin or the breeze, anything at all, listing four things that you feel in this moment. And now three things that you hear. My voice will probably be one of them. But what are two other things, maybe a little subtler, that you hear in your space, wherever you are in this moment? And then to two things that you taste. Could be your lunch, could be your tea, anything at all, your toothpaste. And then turning your attention to one thing that you smell. So that is a simple 45 second practice, an embodiment practice that is uh, about being in our senses. So working with five of our eight senses and other episodes, we'll talk about all eight senses because I love working in the senses and the sensory processing. Um, But it's a really quick way when we just to kind of geek out for a minute. um, I mentioned I'm a total brain geek. So each episode is really going to be based a bit in science for sure. Um, But just by where our sensory input is processed in our brain will get you out of the reactive, the non-thinking, the limbic system, the primitive brain and into the thinking part of the brain. So that's a really powerful practice to do. You can do it anywhere, anytime. Um, and to get you to ground you in your body, to bring you into present moment. And what a beautiful way to start today's episode by being here together in presence. So thank you for joining me in that little activity. So my journey as it relates to Love Deep and why I'm here doing the Love Deep Lab podcast with all of you, um, I'm going to go back to when I was five years old. I decided I'm super fiery and very stubborn, and I decided that I wanted to be a doctor when I was five. And I spent my 
whole life from that point on making that dream a reality. And and I did. I graduated from med school. I have my medical doctorate. I have that title. Um, and it was a beautiful journey. Lots of, as you can imagine, lots of studying, lots of hard work, lots of rejections, lots of failures, lots of successes to get there. And it was really powerful um, to me to graduate from medical school. Um, I had planned on studying psychiatry um, and doing my residency in psychiatry and adolescent psychiatry. Um, and then I chose to stop practicing medicine and so much more on that later. But uh, my son at the time was really sick um, and I didn't want to miss his life if his life was slated to be short. Um, so as much as I love medicine, I love being a mom <laughs> that much more. So a little tidbit for a future episode. But um, but the reason I say that is medicine is such a part of me. I love science. I love how the brain works. I love how the body works. I love how our brain and body are connected. I love how our brain, body, and soul and our brain, body, soul, and sex are connected. Um, but really my roots were in science and they still are. You will hear me in every episode talking about the science, the physiology. Um, the, I, I, I just love to find things that are sound to look at what the research says. Um, and there's a lot of beautiful things that Western medicine has to offer. Um, and then, you know, and it wasn't, it ended up not being for me. I ended up not practicing medicine. So, um, but I, I don't look at that as, um, as a loss or a lack. I loved medical school. I loved taking my boards. Um, I loved all of it. I mean, not in every moment, don't get me wrong. There were some hellacious moments, um, working 80, hundred hours a week, things like that. Um, the MCATs, the boards, all of that is not certainly not I don't know, high points in my life, I would say, but I love my background in science. Um, and I have a huge part of my brain that really relates to science and figures and research. Um, so I will be sharing that with you as we move through all these love deep lab podcast episodes. And then I think the next kind of big phase, if I look at my life as a trajectory, was marriage. Um, I was married really young. I married uh, a man that I had known my whole life. We both grew up in um, a small town together. Um, his little sister used to like babysit me at the pool and things like that. Um, and we had our families really knew each other and we fell in love and we got married. Um, and I was really young. <laughs> so I will say that. Uh, and I was, you know, I think it's a big part of it because I wasn't. I was, my essence was the same in my early twenties as it is now in my mid forties. Um, but my, I've grown so much, right? We get wisdom from being on this earth. And that's not to say that we can't have wisdom in our youth, but there is something about wisdom of experiences and wisdom of time on this earth. And, you know, so I didn't have that, right? I couldn't have that. Um, but we were in love. So we got married. Um, and he made me laugh. That was the, that was the big thing for me is he made me laugh and I love to laugh. And, our marriage was tough. Um, he, if he were sitting here with me, um, he'd say the same thing. Our marriage was never easy. Uh, we did not have an easy marriage and we struggled a lot with really intense issues and, um, and we just never found our group. We never really connected, but we, there was something about, we felt like we were meant to be together. And he would say this still, he does say this, that we believe that we were brought together to create our son together. Um, and that everything else after that was just kind of my stubbornness and his stubbornness and, and really trying to make it work. And there's something beautiful about trying to make it work. But in hindsight, we were so incompatible, but we know, and I have no regrets because he is an amazing father um, to my son, to our son. Um, and we created this beautiful, magical human being together who is my greatest teacher on this earth for sure. Um, so 
but you know, we struggled, we struggled a lot. Um, and we struggled sexually a lot. We saw sex therapists, Western medicine. And that was where I really began to feel like for me, Western medicine in regards to sex and sex therapy was really lacking. I didn't know what it was lacking because I didn't know, you don't know what you don't know, but it was lacking something for me. Um, and it, it helped a little, but it didn't really help. And so we struggled with sex our entire marriage. It was a source of conflict. It was a source of hurt. It was a source of not being honest with each other. It was just a source of tension and, and pain and, and sorrow, um, for us, for our entire marriage. Um, and so I really, and that's no, there's no blame at all. I mean, I think I probably used to blame a little bit, um, but I've done a lot of work to integrate that. So I don't, I really feel no blame. Um, he, he and I co-parent almost seamlessly. Um, and he like, and he is a fabulous dad to our son. So, um, so thank you for that, uh, to his dad. But the, um, you know, sexually, we just couldn't find our groove. We never did. Um, and I didn't have the skills that I have now and neither does he, did he have the skills that he has now. Right. Um, but the, I think that like for me, one of the, the, I just turned off my sex drive. I turned off my connection to my sex and my sex drive and my sexual pleasure because it was too painful. Uh, it was too muddy. It was too murky. It was too painful. So over time, over years, and we were married for 10 years together, together for 12 years, um, I turned that off and I didn't even really know I turned it off. I mean, I kind of remember thinking, oh, I just, I'm never going to you know, initiate or he's never going to initiate again or whatever the dynamic was. Um, but it was a dynamic. So I feel equally responsible, um, and there's no blame, but equally responsible for the dynamic that we had in our marriage regarding sexuality. Um, and I'm going to say this because it's a really powerful pearl. I am fully responsible for my own pleasure in all areas of life, including my own sexual pleasure. So I'm going to say that again because it can be a tough one to let land. But you, all of you listening, are fully and completely and wholly responsible for your own pleasure in life, including your own sexual pleasure, including your own orgasm. And I say that because it's so liberating when we start to practice that, when we start to reclaim our our own power in regards to pleasure, in regards to sexual pleasure. And you, you'll hear me, there's future episodes, but you can have fabulous sex with yourself. You don't need a partner. So, so for those of you who are listening and are single, you can have fabulous sex. I want you to, you will have fabulous sex with yourself. And so taking full responsibility for my pleasure was a huge, did not happen in my marriage, happened much later for me. But that was a huge part of my healing, my journey to becoming a sex coach, to becoming a sexuality educator and guide. Um, and I love that piece. I love working with my clients on that piece. We will be talking about that in these Love Deep Lab podcasts. But how do we reclaim sovereignty? How do we reclaim our sexual power and our sexual pleasure? And along that journey in my marriage, I became a mom, as I mentioned. And uh, it's the best it is one of the very best things in my life. I learned so much from being a mom. Absolutely. And my son is, is truly my greatest teacher on this earth. And he's amazing and challenging and all the things all at once, which all of you who are parents out there listening can totally relate to. So it's the both and, right? He, it could be all of these things at once. Um, 
but regards to my own journey, my own sexuality, I, after, um, we had to work really hard to conceive a child. We had to have help. We had high tech in vitro times two. Um, I had an incredibly traumatic, um, birth experience, a near death experience actually. And, and then my son got really sick when he was three months old, um, life threatening illness, heart disease. And there was so much heaviness and, and scariness and, and intensity and big T trauma and little T trauma going on that sex wasn't even, it wasn't on my radar. It, I, I turned off my sex drive even more because I was so drenched in just surviving, right? And I'm sure some of you out there listening can, can relate to that. When we are in survival mode, pleasure falls to the wayside. Our pursuit of pleasure falls to the wayside. And I was in survival mode for so long with, with my son and in my marriage that I just lost my connection to my sexual power. And I know some of you of you parents out there can relate to when we have children, how it changes, how our connection to our own sex and sexuality changes. It can change for the worse, but I will tell you, and I'm so excited to share with you, it can also change for the better, right? Um, and how do we reconnect with our bodies and our sexuality after having children, um, both whether we are the mom or the dad or both. Um, and so just know that you can and you will reconnect with your sexuality and you can connect with it in an even a better, deeper, faster um more fabulous, um, more accessible way. And I think the next big thing was I changed careers. I became an occupational therapist. Um, and it was because of an OT in my son's life that really impacted us and changed his life and my life. And, uh, I became an OT and I love being an OT. I work in mental health OT. Um, and that's why mental health is such a big part of this love deep lab podcast and such a big part of my heart mental health practices, mental health wellness. So we will be incorporating that into episodes as well. And I love that. I love being an OT. It's a much more holistic approach for me. It's a much more creative approach to working um, with the mind and body. And so that was a big part for me. And I started to feel connected to passion and purpose. And that started to wake me up. I started to feel alive, right? I started to feel energized and vibrant. And I was still married and I was still a mom and all these things, but I found something that really lit me up. And that was the beginning of my reawakening, so to speak. And then I went through a divorce and, and, you know, divorce and there'd be episodes coming on divorce and how to get your sexy back during and after divorce. But there was, for me, it was it was, of course, it was painful. It was challenging, but it was also for us the right thing. And my ex-husband would agree. And and we parted ways very consciously. Uh, thankfully, uh, we, we worked hard at that. Um, but I was now in my mid-30s and single for the first time in a very long time and terrified. <laughs> I was terrified. Of, I was excited too, but I was mostly terrified. And, you know, those same old stories. Nobody's going to want me. I'm too old. All the things that we are told and we tell ourselves that are total bullshit, um, but we do nonetheless. Um, and so it was dating was like scary and new and all of that. Um, and I felt like I had very little sexual experiences and I didn't know what, I didn't feel confident in the bedroom. I didn't feel confident in life or in myself. Um, and so that was my beginning, my, my rocky start to dating post-divorce. Um, and I did online dating and <laughs> I could go on and on about that. But for me, that was uh, not a fabulous platform. Um, and I have some hilarious stories about online dating. And I had some, some good experiences as well. But the thing was, I was trying to develop and build experiences, which was really powerful for me. And then I had a sweet friend, um, a friend lover who introduced me to Tantra. And that was that changed my life. Um, 
he introduced it to me. I had never heard of it. I had never experienced it. And then I, I don't know if you've ever had this, but you, when you find something and it just, you, there's such a deep knowing in your body, there's such a familiarity in your body that you're like, I, I feel, I felt this way my whole life. I just didn't know what I didn't know. Right. So I couldn't get enough. So I was voracious and reading and studying and taking courses and practicing myself um, and practicing with my lover. And it just, it, it, Tantra was for me a life changing and still is a life changing practice. So we absolutely are going to talk a lot about Tantra and Neo Tantra and Taoist practices and all this fun hybrid um, that I love to practice. But I will begin to, uh, I'll start with saying that that for me was my journey into fabulous sex, my journey into fabulous sex with myself, my journey into understanding breath and body and presence and my journey into sacred sexuality. And it, it, it was life changing. I can't wait to share more with you about it. I can't wait to teach you about it. And I can't wait to, for you to start this journey for yourself um, if that's feeling congruent for you. So when I look back at my life, it was kind of like my personal development really started with um, the work I did in, in medical school and psychiatry and for, you know, therapeutically on myself. Um, that's where I would say it started. And then um, yoga has been a big part of my life always kind of really strengthening that mind body breath connection um finding the balance between strength and grace um and the beauty of breath for me and then i added meditation oh no i tried with meditation i kept saying i was one of those that said i'm terrible at meditating which we will talk about in other episodes but you're not i promise you you're not a terrible meditator uh, that's just our story and our brain uh running the script but i so i went to breath work because breath work was active and it was more young and i could do breath work better and i love breath work there are like 17 known physiologic benefits of good breath work we will talk more in future episodes we will do breath practices together but I love breath work. I will suffice by saying that there are grounding practices within breath and there are learning practices within breath and they're both fabulous. So yin and yang. Um, and then I went back to meditation and, uh, and I, I, you know, I'm a daily meditator. It's a huge part of my practice, my daily practice. Um, it is my stillness practice for me. Um, and meditation was another way to, to, to build that stillness, to get comfortable with being with myself, with my thoughts, with my busy mind, with my anxious body, whatever state my body was in, my mind was in, that equanimity, that acceptance, that presence, um, the both and, right, rather than the either or of literally everything, okay? So we will talk about mindfulness. We're going to teach about mindfulness. I want to teach about mindfulness and sex, okay? So that's coming and I'm so excited. You can hear, I just like, I can't, I have content like spilling out of me. I can't wait to share it with you. Um, so that was kind of my journey. And then, like I mentioned, Tantra and that piece, and then it's just been a, it's an evolution. I am in daily practice. I am here practicing with all of you. Um, it is not a destination. It is not something you arrive at. I will tell you, you may think, oh, she's a sex coach. She must have, you know, it all together in the realm of personal development and sexuality. And I can tell you, hell no. <laughs> I have come a long way. I will work in progress. I hope I'm learning and growing and practicing into my last breath. And so I get to be here and practice with you all. Um, and it has been a beautiful journey. But I will say now that my connection with my sexuality, my sensuality, my my seat of my power is my sexual energy. I run it through all areas of my life, my work life, my partnered life, my mom life, my friend life, my sister life, um, you know, my sex life, my, right? All, it, it, it's, it's about a deep connection to that root, to that energy, to that power. And 
I have learned to practice. I have learned to move it. I have learned to cultivate it. I'm not always in touch with it, but it is always there welcoming me home. And that's what I will say for you all that is there. It is available. I can't wait for you to practice it. Um, yeah. And, and I think it's just about like, again, owning your pleasure and starting to practice pleasure as a practice every day. So if I can give you one I'm going to give you each episode sexy homework. So your sexy homework for this week is to have a daily pleasure practice. Okay. That does not have to be sexual pleasure. Totally can be. Doesn't have to be. Something each day that you do thoughtfully and consciously and with awareness of exercising that pleasure muscle, right? Saying this brings me pleasure. This, I feel pleasurable. This feels pleasurable and doing something each day that brings you pleasure. It could be literally anything, a cup of tea, a walk outside, exercise, sex, self-pleasure, anything, ex- you know, just any, a hug from someone, um, anything that brings you pleasure and taking it in, letting yourself feel it and starting to build that pleasure muscle and raise that pleasure ceiling so you can experience more pleasure in your life and in the bedroom. So that is your sexy homework for this week. I can't wait for you to join me next week. And thank you for being brave and opening your hearts to love deep.